Yo, what's good? It's your boy SB Report 706, Archie Leach on Twitter. This is Dirty Burnish Report, the unofficial official podcast of Doc's Twitter. Uh, we have our uh, guest host, Jalen Muhammad. Uh, shout out to Gift Queen, I'm sorry, Jif Queen and uh, Josh out there whoring for a second week in a row so they cannot be on the podcast. And I really wish Josh could be out here because like, we need to have a talk with Josh again because he is out here wilding, out here wilding on the Twitter But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, we uh, are on our second straight loss to a, a division team. We lost to the New Orleans Saints on Christmas. Oh, damn, not Christmas. I'm already thinking the future. Whatever. Uh, on Thanksgiving. I think it's never going to be relevant in Christmas. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, the draft board, the mock drafts are going to be popping around then. But what was the score? Like 28 to 9 or some stupid shit like that? The we lost by or that it was before the game kind of got out of hand. Well, I cut the game off at halftime, but by the time the uh, game it, was... it finished like 29, like 19, or like 28, it, it finished a one score game. So, yeah, which a lot of Falcons fans were trying to hang their hats on, like, oh, it was a one score game, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, dog, we had to recover two straight onside kicks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, three, man. It was three. They recovered one and got called back and recovered it again. On the same, on the same exact like place, the same exact area, just two different yeah. people. If you're, if you have to resort to the desperation of kicking consecutive onside kicks, that that's not good. That's not nothing I really would hang my hat at as a on a as a Falcon supporter. But I mean, you got to do what you in, do. In their defense, the as as always, I'm, I'm being. In their defense, as I I. I don't really defend them often, but being the devil's advocate, the defense actually played well that game. Like, they really only gave up, like, one long drive. Every other drive was, like, because of a turnover or, like, a poor field position by the offense. But the <clears> defense <throat> did their job for the most part. Now, the so offense, I, man. Well, well with, the, with the defense, before we get off that, and I get it, they, they're out there making plays, but – is it more of kind of a, a testament to what we can call the the decline of Drew Brees? If that makes sense. Is, is um, that no, there the coverage was uh, for the most part good, besides like a couple of breakdowns. So like, I, I still don't understand why they were playing so far off because Drew Brees can't really throw the ball deep. But mm-hmm. but in in a vacuum, like in this game, like all things considered, they played well. Okay. Yeah, and, and that kind of goes back to the, the whole thing is where the offense should be the strength of this team, but it's like, shit, this is like, I think somebody says like the sixth game we've been held to like, I know this has to be like at least the fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth game we've been like held to under two touchdowns for like almost the entire game, like 75% of game or at least the first half, we can't score more than like 10 points, which is absurd. Yeah, it's, they stink. It's, <laughs> like, I tweeted before the game that the defense was was never going to be the reason that they won the game. It was always going to it's going to end up being the offense, and the defense did their job, and they still lost the game. So because because the offense was just so so bad, like it was literally terrible to look at. 
it, it was so bad. My uncle, who was like an avid Falcon fan and everything, literally left the couch to go play Uno with the like little kids in my house because he did not want to watch the <laughs> Auburns anymore. Oh, I cut on model. I was like, yep, let me get these. Uh, let me take advantage of these double XP weekend and uh, max out these guns real quick because I ain't got time for this shit. I ain't got time for it, man. But it's, uh, again, it's just always interesting the narratives that form during and, you know, even before games for Falcons Twitter. Like, and we were talking before we started recording, like, I'm, I'm almost to the point where I want to make a burner account for, like, not Falcons Twitter because it's, Y'all are uninformed. You're annoying. You're stupid. What else? Like you have terrible takes. You have unoriginal takes. Like if you're gonna make a take, at least be original. Like don't just like copy the the take that somebody else made and change a few words and like retweet the same thing. Like if you're gonna have a bad take, at least be original or even funny. Like it's just it's just sad at this point, man. Like perfect example. Uh, I believe the game before our game was the Bills and Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Cool. All of a sudden, in typical Falcons Twitter fashion, with their obsession of players that we either don't have anymore or quote-unquote should have drafted, uh, I started seeing tweets like, oh, oh, the Falcons should have had Ed Oliver. Oh, we should have drafted Ed Oliver. You know, we should have lost these games so we could draft Ed Oliver, blah, 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 blah. Because, again – According to Falcons Twitter, he's having a great game. Like that's the only reason I know that like either former players or players that they want are having great games is Falcons fans sweet about it. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I haven't seen one Ed Oliver tweet from Falcons Twitter all year. But all of a sudden it's like, oh, we should have drafted him, blah, 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 blah. Put him next to Grady Jarrett, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not arguing that wouldn't have been a good thing, but Fast forward to our game. Now the the uh, narrative is like, oh, the Falcons' office line is trash. Matt Ryan's got sacked fifteen times in five days or whatever. How many times he's taking all these hits? And I'm thinking in my head, like an hour ago, you guys wanted us to allocate a first round draft pick for a defensive defensive lineman, but now you're talking about we need pass protection. Office alignment. Now, I agree that you could probably allocate the money in the offseason to other places because clearly the money they spent on those two linemen were not good. But also, people have this expectation that, you know, just because you draft a guy in the first round that he's NFL ready. Like, that's not how that works, man. Like, people were mad at uh, McGarry or Gary, whatever the fuck his name is, for playing like a rookie. McGarry? McGarry? McGarry. Yeah, so they're, they're like, mad at him, specifically uh, one of the homies. Fuck, what is his name? Yeah, they were, they were like, mad that, you know, he's getting bullied. It's like, he's a, he's a rookie in the NFL, man. Like, that, that happens. Like, you know it takes time for players to develop. That's not going to happen overnight. If that's the case, then, you know, every draft pick would be a hit. But I just find it funny that just people, I don't know, man. I'm going to read these tweets again. I'm probably going to end up getting blocked by all these people. But, again, I was going to mute you anyways, probably, because your your takes are bad. But, man, like that might be even worse than the Falcons being bad as the fan base, man. It's just it's disgusting, man. It's just, it's just ridiculous. 
like again, the Falcons are the Falcons fan base is for whatever reason, I think they feel like entitled, I guess. I don't know, man. What what do you think? I can't even I can't even put it in the words at this point. I don't know what the hell is going on with them. They they unrealistically set themselves up for failure every year and then get mad when it doesn't work out. Like this is that just goes back to people not really knowing what they're looking at when they look at things because everybody, you know, thought that the line would be better. Like even myself included, I thought it would be better. I didn't think they were gonna be like world beaters are like exponentially better than what they were last year because they just wasn't realistic. And they're actually worse this year, which is even funnier. But like, just people don't know what they're like, what they're they're looking at, and then hindsight is the greatest thing ever, apparently. So, like yeah. people, in in McGarry's case, like you were saying, he hasn't really been. I wouldn't say he's been good this year. Like, I would actually say he's been kind of kind of awful, which is which is fine. He's a rookie. I wasn't gonna like say he needs to get benched or anything. Well, I don't well, think let me real quick. Two weeks ago, when he shut down Cameron Jordan, it was all like, oh, the rookie shut you down. He was quiet, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward now, oh, he's terrible. He's a bust. Get him out of here. It's like, dog. And the crazy part, and the crazy part about that is he he did shut Cam Jordan. He shut down Cam Jordan extremely well in that game. That's that's to his credit. And he actually shut down Cam Jordan for the majority of this game, too. It was just the fourth quarter where he got completely exposed. And that also goes to Dirt Cutter not helping him out, but I don't. I've said too much about Dirt Cutter recently. Like at this point, if you don't know what I think of him, then uh, you just haven't been listening. But yeah, he he's gonna have his rookie lungs. I wasn't expecting him to be a world beater in the first year because that's not realistic. So people have to just chill on them. So let's say like there's really been very few offensive linemen to come in and been. Amazing. Like Jake was very good to hit rookie year, but he wasn't a world, he wasn't a pro bowler like he is now. Like they on his ass now too, apparently. For no reason. He was he's constantly, literally constantly been one of the top five offensive players rated by PFF every week. He's been on that list every single time. I think he's the only one that's been on that list like every single week. So that doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, that goes back to uh, one of our episodes titled "False Narratives." Like Falcons fans, and I say that as a Falcon supporter, me and Jalen are not fans. We are supporters. We, we're not. We're not irrational and illogical, crazy people like most of you guys. But it goes back to that that episode titled "False Narratives." It's like people get emotional, and they just start kind of you know seeing things that are not there. And the thing is, uh, with with emotional reactions, it, it take it takes away your ability to think clearly. That's why you know you shouldn't make decisions based on emotion, or you shouldn't tweet based off emotion because they usually end up sounding really crazy, really stupid. Like a lot of the tweets that I harvest during the game. Shout out to you guys, but yeah, man, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand. Nothing makes sense anymore on Falcons Twitter. They're just ready for the season name, just like me. I guess. So, I mean, like, what, what were your takeaways from the game? Like, did you learn anything new? Again, I just was like, yo, it's kind of it, – it ain't it ain't nothing new, bro. Like, this is, 
like those people um, watched those two games, you know, and was like, oh, we should keep dominant, which again, two games were, but you were taking a two game sample size out of the rest of the season that we've looked not good. Like I, it's not, it's not common that, you know, a team wakes up, plays good for two weeks and that's like the new team. Like that's like, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I would have done the game to obviously come off a bye week and be in a division rival. And I would also say that the Saints probably honestly didn't take us seriously. If we're going to keep it a buck, I get it. They're but it's like, yo, what's yeah, the if they weren't taking that seriously then, then they sure as hell weren't taking it seriously this game because they should have lost this game too. Trash ass team, which is insane. They should not do anything in the fucking playoffs. They really can't do anything. Their DBs are very undisciplined. Their quarterback is washed. He literally can't throw more than 10 yards on the field half the time. And they literally have to rely on gadget plays because our defense is fucking awful and it works against us. But against like more disciplined teams, they should not really be doing that well. Well, again, I'm sorry, we that's my, my Saints, uh, my Saints, I uh, hate. I mean, we're also missing Julio and Hooper as well. So, um, but shout out to the homie, um, CJ Duncan, just CJ Duncan seven. He asked on Twitter, uh, S3 report 706. I know you're going to talk about it on the podcast, but quick thoughts in the game last night. I was like, look, um, I said, ain't nothing much to say. This is the same bad, consistent team we've had all year. And people thought because of two wins, all of a sudden we're some new team. And I was like, Wrong, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, man, I don't know. People, people live in fantasy world. Even with those two wins, like we didn't have a great offensive performances. If that makes sense, our like, offense has been terrible in every single one of those wins, literally. But again, like people get caught up in the the emotional response of getting a dub against a division rival and another division team that they just kind of look past like the facts and reality. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. This pedestrian on offense. Well, we know the reason why, but it's just like one of the things where you gotta, you gotta, keep, you gotta keep it a buck, man. Like again, win or loss, you have to look at the the game without emotions involved, and look at actually what is really happening in front of you, and not just the end result. You know what I'm saying? That's, the that's, process that's, is always more important than the result. Yeah. And, and that'll tell you a lot about the team. But again, like two weeks ago, it's like, oh, you know, is Raheem Morris put him in the discussion for a head coaching job? And, oh, is Dan Quinn, you know, maybe we should keep him, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dog, if the message was not getting through for those fucking seven L's that we have, I don't think for a two-game streak that all of a sudden, like, hey, you know, we're, we're receiving the message again, Dan Quinn, or hey, we've, we've turned a new leaf. Like, you know, sometimes you win some games here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Even a garbage can gets a stake. You know what I'm saying? But it, it looks like we've reverted what? back to the norm. And it's just like, yep, this is the uh, 2019 Atlanta Falcons. One of the what it is. two things that I was talking with my uncle and he kind of raised my eyebrow about with uh, the Falcons head coaching thing. It's like, I was, I was looking, we were looking it up because he was saying who's going to be the next head coach and coordinator. I was like, to be honest, I have no idea because I don't know what they want because there's not anybody really good out there. So it, it's one of those things where you either go with the known commodity 
and you change like the coordinators again, which has worked one and a half times, I would say. And it also has failed miserably like this year. Mm-hmm. But you know how your head coach is going to be. And I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I think he's just in a bad situation at this point, which he kind of put upon himself. But at this point, I think mm-hmm. he's in a bad, he's in a bad like spot. But I, th- I still think he's a good coach. But like, if we draft like sign anybody, what do we do when if they're like worse than him? <laughs> like, that's that's terrifying. That that is terrifying. And again, maybe. Again, I, nobody knows, man. Like again, like maybe- it's so it's such a like a gray area. Like if I'm if I'm Arthur Blank right now, I have sleepless nights thinking about that. <laughs> it's it might not be. Oh, it is gonna be his problem, but it is gonna be his problem because if he fires his coach and GM, then you know, <laughs> kind of has to find those positions again. So. So my thing is like, let's say Dan Quinn's not a bad coach. What you what you think? My thing is is that you, with the core team that he has been around, if the message isn't getting through, you can't bring him back. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't understand how that can how that can work unless he's going to be like strictly a figurehead. But I mean, at that point, then why not? I mean, you could be there. I think there's been a couple of cases where you could be the head coach, but not be the head coach. That makes sense. Like you'd be the head coach in principle, but like players will probably revolve around that other player, like the assistant coach or something more. Mm, That could also be a a way of them like grooming a new head coach or like an assistant coach while keeping the the place over. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I understand what you're saying. And I, I agree with you. If it's just not working anymore, then it's just not working. Change is very necessary sometimes. I think change is necessary here, but I just don't know if it's the right time to change it. That makes sense. Like, well, I, I think it would be prime to change because, as we we both know, and people that actually you know understand football and pay attention to things, not saying I'm the greatest at it, but I'm not as bad as 99 percent of Falcons Twitter. But like, we, our record isn't. Our, we aren't. I guess people say you are what your record is, but we have better talent than what our record is showing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think somebody could come in with a couple of, like you said, free agent signings and hitting on a couple of draft picks that this team can, quote, unquote, reload instead of having to rebuild. Like, I want somebody that's chomping at the bit to be like, yo, I see what they're doing. I know why it's not working with these players, with, you know, a couple of adjustments here, bringing this guy, hit on this draft pick, we can be something special. And that's what I want. And again, if the message isn't getting through with the coach that we have now, in my head, there's no reason to, to bring him back if he's going to just be a figurehead. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get the continuity part, but it's kind of like, mm, yeah, I just, it's, I just it's, it's a very, it's a very tough situation. Like, because like the whole brotherhood, all those, all those mantras and phrases, that shit is not, it's not flying no more, man. I, I'm pretty like, sure, like, it, see, that's another one of those things where, like, you have the, you don't understand if it's, like, a media thing or if it's just, like, a player mentality thing. The people who are, like, the leaders on that team, like, Julio, Matt, Rico, who I have something to speak on, but, like, Debo, all those people, like, they they completely, like, live by that. Like, you can see it on the, like, on the field. It's just, those, uh, like, the others, they just aren't either getting it or they just don't care about it or... They're just not being teached to care about it. So it's like there's a reason why that shit worked the first couple, like first three or four seasons. And people believed in it. People cared about it. It was something new. It was something that people could care about. And 
I'm pretty sure like after all the losing and stuff, they're like, maybe this isn't supposed to. Work. I don't know anymore. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, but like, in my experience as a as a as a player, I wasn't the most like keen to listen to any coach that wasn't my position coach. Like, I understood. Like, I respected them. I understood what they were saying. I listened to them. But pretty much my position coach is who who mattered to me because I'm like he spends the most time with me. He knows me pretty much. He knows what I do. He knows how I am about everything because I spend the most time with him. Everybody else is just, you know, like kind of noise. But if he tells me something, I'll listen. So I don't know if they're like used to that or something because everybody's completely different. I'm a weirdo, so I don't know. Hmm. So, so like I said, my, my kind of counterpoint to that is if – Okay, so you said that the, the leaders on the team buy into the brotherhood, right? And you said other guys might not be taught to think that way or buying into it. But again, it's it's the the it's the responsibility of the messenger, right? Which is damn good. I, I mean, I would I wouldn't not necessarily. Have you ever had a teacher like? You've ever had a teacher who has promised you something, or like let's say you had a teacher and you had a substitute the next day or something like that, and they told you something you just didn't do it. How is that going to fall on a teacher if they don't okay. listen to that? Well, then my next thing is, and then it's a leadership issue within the locker room. Yeah, I, I, I could agree with that absolutely. So, if, if that's the, if that's the case, if there's people that aren't buying into it or getting it, then said people shouldn't be playing, right? Then again, like we were saying, like a couple weeks, like I think like four or five weeks ago, you kind of have to play them. <laughs> Okay, the argument like, I put there is like a lot of people were clamoring for Foya Olakun to take more snaps from Devondre Campbell, who a lot of folks have pointed out have, has kind of been out the lunch quite a bit with uh, the defense. So if he's not either A, understanding it, or B, not buying into it, either or, it's up to... I know this is just like an example, from. but I would like to shout him yeah. out because he has played extremely well since he's been actually allowed to play. He's very good. He's definitely their second-best linebacker at this point. So, yeah, and, and that's the thing. If if he's performing that well, then get get him on the field. Like send the message. Like, hey, maybe the old message isn't working, but the new message is is a meritocracy. The best players are going to play. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what your salary is. And I know that is tough to do with all you know, the political stuff, quote unquote. Yeah, right? politics. Yeah, pe- people. At this point, what do you have to lose by doing that? Nothing. A job you know, next but, year? Well, I mean, but it, it's kind of trending that way, anyways, right? No, I'm talking about like anywhere else in the league. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Let's say you change, make those changes, and your defense completely goes from giving up 30 points a game to giving up 50. How does that look on you for not playing the people who give you the best chance of winning? I mean, I... see, it's tough. It's tough. It is. It's like a very, like, they're in a no-win situation right now. And they put themselves in that spot, so they have to live with it. Mm. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see, <laughs> man. We'll, we'll see what happens. So, obviously, the offense are trash. Um, I would like to, like, even if, like, they do make the change or whatever, as long as I don't have anybody like this, just really furthers my uh, 
my further my further hate for wanting Josh McDaniels because he literally does the same thing as Dirk Cutter. Patriot offense hasn't been that good this year, and they technically have the most talent on their offense than they've had in a long time, and they're trash. So that kind of kind of worries me a little bit. And just don't don't give me anybody that's related to Dirk Cutter or like in his same vein, because I will legit quit foot, watching football. Not gonna kid you. Not what you'll do is you will allocate your support to another franchise. <laughs> Absolutely not. I will quit watching football because I'd be that mad. Oh, wow. I'd quit for like three weeks and then come back. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So we've covered the offense, the defense, that the Saints uh, clinched the NFC South and uh, essentially a playoff spot with that. And uh, yeah, well, a lot of fans are, you know, big mad per usual after talking cash money shit on Twitter. And you know, it, you know, so the victor goes to spoil, man. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know, man. I don't know what to do. I don't, <laughs> I don't anymore. I don't think they know what to do either. It's okay. We should talk about uh, <laughs> how people are the Matt Ryan. Well, you should talk about your big stance <laughs> and how. We... <laughs> now nah, you'll save that for another for for a, a different podcast. But uh, people blaming <laughs> people blame Matt Ryan for the way he's been playing recently is a uh, kind of hilarious to me. I've never well, seen a, a quarterback get hit as many times as he did in the last like he's gotten hit he's gotten sacked fifteen times the last uh two games and he's gotten hit like fifty two. Yeah, I'm just I'm just hurt, dog. <laughs> bro, bro, people you can tell who has never played football before, bro, because getting hit like that with those people that fast and that strong fucking hurts. Especially in a position where your body is not conditioned to being hit. Like playing running back is a bit different because you're used to getting contact. Your body kind of toughens up a little bit. But when you're a quarterback, you don't get hit at practice at all. You know what I'm saying? Like the the idea is that you should never get hit. Of course, it's going to happen, but you shouldn't get hit that many times in that short of a, a time period at that position. You know what I'm saying? Like he he probably gets hit more than Lamar Jackson, who has mad design run plays and scrambles a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy to think about. That man probably gets hit more than all the wide receivers on a team, which is fucking retarded. Thanks. I mean, I, I kind of want to touch the big thing really quick. I only, only kind of just a shout out. Shout out the homie, uh, Code Loke. We actually was on a Call of Duty, me, him, uh, the homie Reggie. And another one of homies from Falcons Twitter. Shout out to y'all. But so we we went back and forth about Vic. And people people are kind of framing it that I'm defending Vic. And at, at a certain point, I'm kind of just like trolling because it's hilarious. But I, I'm not again, we all understand what Vic said. We all understand that he said that he didn't work super hard or you know, study the way he should have. My thing is, is had he not been doing his redemption tour, just my opinion from the whole dogfighting thing, you know, trying to show the league he's been broken, like, oh, I'm a new man. You know, oh, you know, this is how I used to be. This is how I'm going to be in the future. That he said those things. My thing is we're not going to pretend that Vic isn't the only quarterback or player in the NFL that hasn't worked hard or taken things seriously, right? We don't question 
the other quarterbacks that don't work hard to suck. Like we're acting like Vic was he was quote unquote lazy, but he still kind of balled out if that made sense. Right. Like I was saying, like I was kind of joking, like I wish I could master that level of laziness to be at Vic's level. Like you can't tell me you make it to the NFL without without having a weapon or being lazy. Like I think Vic held like weightlifting records at Virginia Tech, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I'm saying? Like not I think it's more of I don't even know if it's like the, they 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 probably don't know like how to say what they're trying to say. I don't know if yeah. it's more like them saying he's lazy. I think they should just be like saying that they're disappointed that he didn't like there quote unquote do what he did in in Philadelphia with the Falcons because when he went there he became a completely different quarterback. He actually became a more of a pocket passer, which is kind of like their tradition traditional mode for a quarterback. And I guess that's what they were trying to trying to say. I don't there's nobody no starter in the league is late. No starter in any sport is lazy at what they do. Like if you were lazy, and even if you were lazy and you were that talented, like even if he was coasting on just talent alone, God that was bless. still a that was still a damn good quarterback. Must be nice. Must be nice to be quote unquote lazy and having a work ethic and still run through the NFL like a hot knife through butter. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, like you can't say you can't say like you can see he was disappointing. Which I will absolutely agree with. Like he was yeah. very disappointing, as he should have been probably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game if he like lived up to quote unquote his talent. Like mm. that's, I wouldn't say that's like a, a too hot of a take. Like he was a he was an MVP candidate like two years with, with Philadelphia, and if he played like that for his entire career, he would have some insane numbers. But again, that's just a disappointing thing. He wasn't like lazy or like. Anything like that? I don't. I don't rock with that, and I'm not so, even a big stand. Yeah, I'm not either. But so shout out to uh, Code Loco at Wordplay Kid Wordplay underscore Kid Twenty Six. Shout out to him. He he kind of shows that like and the other homie was a uh, ho ho. I can't pronounce his name. B Jizzle zero five eighteen. We was on the uh, Call of Duty two. All of us with Reggie, but we was just going back and forth. But I I like how. He, unlike some people on Twitter, can have a not even an argument, but go back and forth and still be like, "Yo, it's good," because I had posted that somebody blocked me, and the homie B Jizzle thought it was him. I'm like, "Nah, he's the homie." Like, it wasn't even that serious. Unlike this fucking clown, I think this dude's name is like Lex or something like that, who blocked me because my I had a similar take with Vic. Like, hey man, just pretty much I got mad. I think I said this last week because he was like, "Oh, you know." And it's the whole thing because Lamar Jackson's been balling. Like, oh, you know, that should have been if he wasn't not studying and fighting dogs. I'm like, all right, man, we need to relax, dog. Like, I get that you were disappointed. I get that. But it's already hard enough as black people in general, quarterbacks specifically, fighting that narrative. And I get it. He said in retrospect he didn't study as hard. I'm sure we ask a lot of people that they would say probably some of the same things as well. But we're not going to act like he was not here balling. And even with that, even with that, Lamar Miller still struggled with being able, with being struggled, struggled with getting the opportunity to actually play the position he's been playing since high school. But when you say things like that, certain people see that and continue to push that narrative. They're still like pundits today, quote unquote experts today are still pushing the narrative that, oh, Lamar Jackson is not that good. Oh, he's not accurate. Oh, this is a flash in the pan. Oh, this is gonna, not going to last long. Again, there's other quarterbacks, lesser talented quarterbacks that, that get the benefit of the doubt. 
And even if they're not successful, they get to hang hang around for a decade holding a clipboard. You know what I'm saying? Like the Blaine Gabbers of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Blaine Gabbard is was solely living off a of draft status for like eight years. I'm not gonna lie, I was shocked when I saw your boy um Geno Geno Smith was still in the league because they usually don't let black quarterbacks hang around as backups anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So right. that was my point. I, I get the point that he disappointed you, but don't be putting out the narrative like, oh, lazy. <sighs> Damn, I don't know. In my head, it's like, oh, he's a lazy N-word fighting dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like that? Come on, Doug. He could have studied harder, but we're not going to act like that he wasn't the most explosive player in the NFL ever seen at that point. So shout out to the homies. But also my thing, my caveat with that whole conversation with uh, Vic not studying, and I've said this on Twitter before, I don't think they had any idea what to do with Vic when they got him. Like I was talking to my other homeboy, and I was like, I feel like Vic was the equivalent of you dropping a brand new iPhone in the Stone Age, right? Like you might use it to like light up your, your cave or whatever, but you're not getting the maximum value out of that iPhone because it's he was before his time. Like they had no clue what to do with him. And let's let's say that he wasn't studying because like, hey, you know what? I'm not really grasping these concepts. This is not the best for me. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do what I do best. Use my guy, give him talent, run around, use my rocket arm, and run for first downs. Now, fast forward to Lamar Jackson's era, you have a coach in Harbaugh who went in on him, all in on him in the draft, uh, developing an offense and players around him to maximize his skill sets. Dick wasn't afforded that luxury because nobody had ever seen that before. John Harbaugh, or Harbaugh had the, the luxury of knowing, like, hey, we saw how he was misused back in the day. His talent was not maximized. We have what we think is a similar, apparently better talent now than him, and we're not going to make those same mistakes. Hey, let's cater a playbook that works for our guy. You know what I'm saying? It maximizes his talents, and you see how that's gotten him. You know what I'm saying? If that makes yeah. sense. I'm not trying to cat, I'm not trying to make any excuses for Vic, but I'm just saying if people were, if the league was more open to that type of character or that type of player, and that type of skill set, and somebody was like, you know, innovative, like, hey, you know what? I know the whole league is. What at that point, not super passing heavy, like the traditional run the ball, establish run type of league, then, you know, let's do that. Like, again, go look on YouTube. There is a game. It might have been against the Seahawks, I think. I can't remember. But it was when Jim Moore Jr. was coaching the Falcons. These guys put Michael Vick at running back and ran a sweep. And that clearly shows you had no clue what to do with this guy. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going to act like Vick didn't walk so Lamar Jackson could run, if that makes sense. But that's kind of my uh, my take on Vic, the whole Vic situation. It's Falcons related, I guess. Kind of, yeah. Close enough. <laughs> All right. So do we do want to get into these tweets real quick? I, I need to get I need to get blocked. Absolutely. All right. Let's let's go to these tweets. You know what? And again, guys, I, I I do this out of love. I do this because I care about you guys. I want you guys to be educated. Um, there's it's no malice. Well, there's a little bit of malice, but it's just y'all are just really funny. Y'all are just really funny in the light, man. So what's the first tweet that kind of got me agitated with Falcon Sweater? Let us see. Let us see. All right, so this is what I was talking about earlier. Shout out to uh Fire Dan Quinn at Kirkland. 
he tweeted out during the Cowboys game, Ed Oliver should have been a Falcon. Okay, I should have been seven feet tall. Like, what we can do about that, right? Cool. Moving on. Uh, let's see, the homie Dreadhead Quez. He posted me watching that Oliver Ball. Posted Pepe crying and looting. Again, Pepe's my favorite. Again, like it, you can't have whatever. It's it's not. It didn't happen. We got we got. It's revisionist history. We had our line not sucked. You would be saying anything about the draft picks we made. It's just unfortunately due to a lot of factors. It's not looking really good. All right. Let's see, I don't even follow this person, but I saw the retweets come across. Uh, Poo Poo, Miss Poo2U underscore. She posted like an angry gif of a chihuahua talking about me at when Free is in the game. And like this was tweeted like after Free had like a four yard run. I'm just like, what is wrong with y'all people? I don't, I don't get it. Then she tweeted again, Lord, why is Free in the game? Is he the best running back on the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, he's, he's I, easily I, the best I, running back on, on the field and on the team. <laughs> Very I'm constantly. Another person, Stash Burnside at ATL Bird Words. Jesus Christ, I'm trying to run with Freeman. Because putting Brian Hill or Quadri Olsen is going to change the fact the offensive line is fucking garbage. Great observation, my guy. Great observation. Falcons fans, I'm a fourth guy. Oh, go ahead. I don't understand. I, I still don't understand like where this, where all this hate came from. Like, <laughs> um, there's still any... well, a lot of this. It's, it's a lot of this still from the Super Bowl because you, you mean, have to because the, the one the one play every pass block single one you can't miss a single block. And you have to get like ten yards to carry every every carry. You know what I'm saying? I want people to go look at like other teams and see how good every running back is from <laughs> at pass blocking. If you looked at Saquon Barkley, that's like, it, Saquon Barkley is what six two, like two fifty, like oh, built, like two thirty ish. Yeah, I, I'm exaggerating for for a fact. Like, but he did feel like the Incredible Hulk. Like, golly, I don't even know. Yeah, he he's, he is massive. Like, he is probably the <laughs> he is probably the worst pass blocking running back in the league. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> he is terrible. Like <laughs> people should like this is one another one of those things where people just don't know what they have until they lose it. Like. Every time Free has not played this year, they've literally blitzed somebody against the running back, and they have never been able to like pick it up. Yeah. Well, back to Joey Falcons fan. Shout out to him. He's from Augusta. Again, it's no malice, but he said Queen or classic Queen. <clears throat> Quinn needs to take Freeman along on his way out. And I'm like, again, why are y'all so quick to get rid of the best running back on our team? Like, I, I don't know what y'all have seen, unless I'm missing something. In Brian Hill and Quadri Olson, I do like Ito, but you know, with his concussion issues, he might not be around long term. But it's like y'all are just—it's like a like an angry mob mentality. You know what I'm saying? Like, got their pitchforks, pitchfork, pitchforks, and tiki torches out, like ready to run out this guy off the team, like he he hasn't been productive when healthy and when our team is in its best incarnation, which it's not. Like nobody on our team looks great, or particularly great. 
consistently, if that makes sense. Um, let's see. This one dude. Oh, wow. His name is Colin Cowart. He said, and this is so much cap. This is out of control. This dude said Brian Hill gets a first down every time he gets the ball, but he got like three carries a day. Let's start. Eh. A Let's start a dialogue. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Brian Hill he must he talking about. He must talk about like college or like high school, preschool, something like that. Is not no no that's not been what's going on. Well, let's let's see. So Brian Hill had four carries for thirteen yards, averaging three point three yards a carry with a long of eight. So even with his longest run of the day, he didn't get a first down. And again, I know yards uh, yards per carry is a fake stat, but that that that's rate is terrible. So with even with averages, you want to subtract the longest run out, correct? Sure. Okay. So you subtract the longest run, which is eight yards. He had three carries for five yards. Nah, better. He's better than Freeman. Easily. Of course. And remember, I am the king of the Tico Hive and the king of the B Hill Hive. So, you know, follow my reign, you know, join in, fall into, fall into your ranks, guys. You know, fall behind me as the king of these uh, mediocre running backs. All right. <laughs> who we got next? Who we got next? Um, This was interesting. Uh, coming from former player Sean Witherspoon. He said, can't believe we traded Sanu for a future pick while advocating this year wasn't over. Tonight, we miss Mo. Um, he would have helped. I'm not going to lie. He would have helped, but it, he wasn't that, like <laughs> the reason that he lost the game. Yeah, my guy. Like He would have helped, man, absolutely, because he would have been one of he's, – he's a very good person to run those uh, – three-yard curl that Dirk Cutter likes to run. So, Man, I hope that – what we got? We got a third for him, right? Second. Oh, man. It's basically a third, but it's a second. It's a late second, whatever oh, the Patriots pick I, is. So. I hope we hit on that pick so people can shut up about this. Oh, we shouldn't have trained us a new narrative. Like, get that shit out of here. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. They absolutely should have traded him. They got elite compensation for him. So nobody should be complaining. Nobody, not a soul. Literally nobody. Okay. So, okay, we got Hope Josh, only day 22. Christian Blake had nine targets. Christian Blake. And uh, somebody in the mentions is like, yes, that kind of was like, no, I see. Only caught the first half, and do like the O line was terrible. We have no run game, and all of a sudden didn't even get a chance. But what? You know what I'm saying? Like Justin Hardy running around routes, terrible. Whatever. Um, he said Josh was like, "Oh, I'm not saying this to bash him. I'm saying this is the state of the offense tonight." Like, what do you what do you mean, like? Obviously, your starter's out. Julio Jones is out. So, obviously, Calvin Ridley is going to demand a lot of attention. So, the other guys are going to probably get more targets and be asked to do more. Like, that's that's how that works. Like, I don't understand what the 
what statement was to be made there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what was the point of that? <laughs> That's what I would have been you know, asking. What was the, what was the entire point of that sentence? We'll ask him next time he's on the podcast. But yeah, and I've said this before, Josh, you can't be the megaphone for the crazy people. You can't be the rallying point. We, we need you out here holding it down, Doug. Hold it down. All right. Uh, let's see. Big homie Dell, who apparently has been arguing with our page. Um, he said, uh, we need to clean house. New coaching, new front office, and I can't and I cannot believe I'm saying this, but new QB one. Uh, okay, let me know how that works because that's not gonna work. Not, it's not gonna work how you think it's gonna go. You're gonna be very disappointed. Very disappointed. Nah, let's just go on. ahead and let's go ahead and trade yeah. him so uh, we can draft somebody who is 13 times worse with no hope of getting better, and see how that's gonna work out. I guess we could be a run first team that they want to be. So, oh, that was funny too, because like somebody was like, uh, I think the homie Reggie was like, um, Dirk is like past heavy. We need, we can't run the ball, and I was like, you know, hashtag establish the run, <laughs> or I put like B Hill Hive or something like that, and I was like, yo, like that's not what we need to do. Like we we do not have an identity, but like. Running the ball is not going to – it's obviously not a bread and burner. It's not going to get us where we need to go at this point, but I found that kind of funny, man. Um, let's see. So, and I kind of I kind of want to read this tweet um, from Blogging Dirty. I want to get your takes because I was going to tweet something, but it, I, I didn't really care how it would come off, but I want to just kind of think this thought out on the podcast where you, you can have more context or whatever, but of, of course the Saints fans are roasting us, whatever, you know, to the victor goes the spoils, but they tweeted out Matt Ryan was sacked nine times tonight and threw for over 300 yards tonight with first round pick and a sixth round pick and three undrafted guys as playmakers, but keep telling us he's not elite. So my caveat to that is, is obviously and shout out to Aaron Freeman. I checked out his podcast earlier. Check out Locked On Falcons podcast for the, I guess, the more analytical version of this podcast. We were like the, uh, you know, we can say things I feel that he can't or he wants to say, like Falcons fans are fucking stupid. And of course, he cannot say that, but I know he feels that way. But we'll the middle ground. <laughs> there we go. So, like, with that tweet. <sighs> You can't get caught up in the numbers per se. Like Matt Ryan didn't have a great game. And of course there were reasons for that. But I'm not saying Matt Ryan's not elite, but don't don't try to use the counting numbers to be like, oh, you know, he, he's elite because he did this with bums, which I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. You don't you shouldn't be arguing with people that Matt Ryan's not a great quarterback in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like if if it gets to that point, then you you know what I'm saying don't talk to those people. Like don't tweet those people. But again, of course, on Twitter, the way to to you know harvest retweets is to tweet out, "Oh, Matt Ryan doesn't deserve this. Uh, Matt Ryan needs better than this. Protect Matt Ryan." Blase, blase, blase. Argue with Saints fan. Blase, blase, blase. Like I get it, but that just kind of shows that 
I don't know. I feel like that's a slight on the person. Like, I'm not going to argue with somebody that doesn't. Like, for example, somebody tweeted out that Jared Goff is better than Matt Ryan or trade Matt Ryan straight up for Jared Goff. Like, huh? as a as a fan or supporter or anybody that's educated, like, why would you even engage in that? Like, you had nothing you had nothing to gain by you cutting to a tweet like that except attention and retweets from other people. Like, I don't know. I just thought so weird about that. We know Matt Ryan's hurt. We know our line sucks. Like, I don't, I shouldn't have to project that out. If that makes sense. Like, that would have been an easy, that would have been an easy, uh, mute and keep it pushing. Yeah, exactly. Um, hmm. All right, so your uh, your homies at the Falcoholic, I saw an interesting tweet that kind of tied into what I said earlier. Well, half of it did, and it kind of brings back that uh, offensive-minded head coach narrative. Um, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic, uh, Kevin said, the Falcons will arguably be the most desirable coaching destination due to their talent level. Let's just hope Blank realized it's time to bring in the offensive head coach and Ryan can finally have some continuity. So, again, that's that doesn't that doesn't really make sense, kind of, if you think about it. Because, again, obviously when you bring in a new head coach, they're going to bring in a whole new staff, which, you know, within itself is the opposite of continuity because you're going to have new people around. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, you know what he meant. Do I? So his so so his offense can have continuity, not changing offensive coordinators every fucking year. Okay, that's I didn't. What I that didn't, was about. I, okay, I didn't view it like that. I see. I misread it. So that's that's, that's what that's what it's been about. Okay, okay, that's okay. I've seen that's why it's good to have a podcast to get that kind of clarity of context. But my thing is though is like, and, and, I, and I could be wrong. And I'm not. I'm open to being wrong, but I don't necessarily think we need an offensive minded head coach. Just get the right coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, you can you can do one without the other, correct? Because we did that with Kyle Shanahan. And he should have been the the head coach. It's just not a lot of defensive like minded coaches like do that well. Huh. Like haven't really done that well recently. This is the era of like the offensive explosion. So you kind of want people to either match that and, or to just like enhance what you have there. The only really like good defensive coordinator coach that has, is doing well is fucking Bill Belichick, and he's a fucking outlier. That is true. I mean, if we go through so what last three Super Bowls is Doug Marone offensive minded head coach? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's offense. Huh. So well, you have Patriots, Patriots, Eagles, Patriots. Last Patriots, three? Eagles, Patriots, Rams. Rams. No, I'm talking about winners. Oh, yeah. Patriots, Eagles, Patriots. And again, the Patriots are an outlier. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who was before the Patriots? In the AFC? Um, no, I mean, who, what won the, who won the Super Bowl before them? Um, yeah. I have no clue, but anywho, yeah. I mean, not, I'm I'm open to it. I mean, if that's if that's what it is, then great. Let's make that happen. But I I just I'm of the mindset that you know there's three facts to the game. 
just get the best person who can bring in the best staff. If that happens to be offensive guy, great. If that happens to be a defensive guy, great. Just I mean, just make it. To be fair, like 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 we saw seen this year with Quinn, it's much easier to be a head coach and coach offense than be a head coach and coach defense. Like, I feel like that's not even like, like, I feel like that's pretty. That's very very easy to to tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what I was trying to I was gonna try to argue that, but I guess like with uh, with defense, you have to be you have to be more reactive, and you have to kind of guess. Well, if that makes sense, because like you, you don't know what they're gonna do. Like with offense, you're kind of dictating what's happening. If that makes sense, exactly. So that, so that your kinda, game plan that you put in, literally, just like what you're going to do, you might change the call or whatever, but it's very like straightforward. Yeah, and like with the defense, like uh, you're you're gonna get more, for the most part, I feel more consistent. Offensive line play versus defensive line play, if that makes sense. Like, your defense mm-hmm. isn't back every, I don't know, every possession, I guess. Like, your offensive line, in theory, is going to hold up for the most part of most possessions, with the exception of the Atlanta Falcons, who just give up sacks like Oprah gave away cars that one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get a sack, you get a sack, you get a sack, you get a sack. But everybody okay. gets a sack. I'm rolling with that. I'm rolling with that. Okay. Okay, it makes sense. Even though you know some people are starting to turn on uh, Sean McVay, but you know it is what it is. You can't even really turn on Sean McVay. His quarterback is garbage. Yeah, his quarterback is ass. If his quarterback oh. was literally, literally league average, they'd still be in contention. Yeah, they were saying that too. Like, even though like they're doing well, like even with the 49ers, like the people were quick to crown Jimmy G like the GOAT, but he's kind of had his ups and downs as well. If Jimmy um, G was playing at like a Pro Bowl level like every game instead of like every three or four game, again, they'd be the absolute favorites to win the Super Bowl. But they're not because of that reason. Yeah, shout out to King Quest in the chat as usual. I need him to invite his homeboys, but you know. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, um... I, I get that, but it's it's more or less their defense has been the surprise, which is crazy, right? Being that their coach is this offensive genius, but their defense has been fucking monstrous. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't we have nice things? Like, why why can't we have nice things? So, shout to him and his staff, man. That's crazy. Because I was like skeptical at first, like when I heard like, oh, uh, John Lynch is going to be the GM and Kyle Shanahan is going to call the offense and be the head coach. I'm like, there's no way that can work out. And sure enough, that is uh, that's it's very easily uh, worked out. <laughs> pretty, pretty damn, pretty damn good. If, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Let's see, uh, Eric Robinson. Uh, he this year, Falcons fans, encapsulating what the fans were saying, but yeah, like hold up, like whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, y'all guys are laughing now. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, man. Like, it, I don't know what y'all see to make y'all that confident in Brian Hill and Quadriolison. Like, I tweeted somebody, I think Reggie, that like Quadriolison scores two touchdowns now. All of a sudden, he's Jerome Bettis. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, guys. Like, it's not how that works. Not how that works. But yeah, those are those are the tweets, man. Like, 
Y'all got to do better, man. You got to do better. <sighs> Anywho, I'm wondering y'all and shit. My homie Team Quest, he asked, um, all right, so a lot of people were mad about this. Not mad. Well, they were mad, but so Matt Ryan threw an interception, and like most quarterbacks do, he, well, not most quarterbacks, but I don't know. I guess he felt he needed to go above and beyond. And he attempted to make the tackle, and he got pushed into the ground like a toddler. You know? I mean, you got to make what's called a business decision, man. Like, I don't, I don't see Tom Brady going after no interception. You know what I'm saying? Like, just take the L. It is what it is. Now, on top of what you pretty much gave all the, the haters more ammunition. So this is going to be like a gif for the rest of time. I mean, that's cool. How is that even fucking ammunition? Like, what the fuck? That man was playing football. Yeah, well, again, that, that is true, but what is Twitter for? Twitter is for the jokey jokes. You know what I'm saying? So, and obviously, Falcons fans get mad because, again, they talk cash money shit and then they just drop on their fucking necks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, I mean, take the L. The shit is. It's funny, like you got you got pushed out like a child, like it is what it is, like it happened. Like you said, they're playing football. To the victor goes the spoil, because had it been reversed, y'all be doing the same thing. So I mean it's unfortunate that it was. Oh, trust me, if Drew Brees ever got pushed down like that, I'm you that's that's gonna be my my profile picture, my my banner. He is a kid, he is a toddler, I mean like five ten, so <laughs> Yeah. That would just and then be some people hilarious. Like, oh, like, oh, you know, you know, there those are two big offensive linemen and blah blah blah. Then the other side is like, oh, well, Matt Ryan's six four, two hundred seven pounds. He's not a little guy. And da 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 da. Like, okay, come on, man, we got bigger fish to fry. Like, laugh, take the L, keep it moving. Like, it's not, it's not that serious. Keep it pushing. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not really concerned about that. But I mean, he, he run up and got done up, dog. Like. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you think was fit to happen, like, but you know, let's probably try not to do that again. <laughs> you have a family, you know, say you got a family, man. Let's just uh, leave that for the for the people that do those type of things, the tacklers and the defensive players and whatnot, or Julio. Julio can do that, but not you, not you. So King Quest is saying if they did that to Breeze, it would be a flag. I don't think so. Nah, absolutely not. I don't think so. Even even if it was a flag, that GIF is still living forever. So facts. That is facts. Like, damn, we we really need a Super Bowl to get rid of all this bad juju, dog. Like just just so just so at least the fans could be like corny like other fans and just send pictures of rings to try to win their arguments. Just, just give us something, please. Give us something. But ah, we got who we got next week, man. We got the Panthers next week. Is it the Panthers? It's either the Panthers. I think it's, it's the Panthers. Either the Panthers or the then the Jaguars and Forty ers Oh my God! I forgot we still got to play them boys. <laughs> Help! Help! <laughs> 60 oh, points, man. baby. Man, put up that 60 burger. No cheese. No cheese. So what what are your 
What are your predictions for next week? Are we going to be a dominant defense again like before or what? We're playing uh, the Panthers. Yep. We're losing by 15. Yikes. Because our offense isn't going to do shit, so it's not going to matter. Even if yeah. they do, do well. Their defensive line is pretty formidable. Jerry McCoy, uh, Kalon Short still. Um, Don Terry Don Poe, Terry Poe is, on IR, is on IR. Oh, well, all right. Yeah. They got some they got some hitters out there, man. They got some I don't know. Uh Trey Boston, not Trey Boston. Um Dante Jackson, who I am still a really big fan of cuz I kind of wanted him to be like the slot corner for the Falcons when he was coming out of that draft. He's a very good cornerback, by the way. But Ridley decides to all of a sudden play like a worth worthy of his first round status when uh he plays him, so maybe the offense they'll just run a whole bunch of deep plays for him and see what we really can do. Yeah, man. I sure hope. I sure hope that. And I know Ridley had a good game. When? But I, I, people are saying he had a good game. I guess against the Saints. Yeah, he had an okay game. Okay, well. I hope he had that, like it wasn't anything to like write home about as like a positive. He played like yeah. a, a wide receiver. He didn't play like a superstar or a, an all-star wide receiver. He played like a wide receiver, which is fine. Yeah, if anybody in that game played like actually good. It was Russell Gage, but yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out, shout out to the Falcons. Actually, I don't know if it's like just maybe by necessity from injuries them having to throw the ball to those guys, but shout out to them actually having some depth at wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? But the sad thing is, like, next year they'll end up just, like, cutting those guys for no reason. <laughs> that's, that seems to be what the Falcons do. You know, say what they say. What do Falcons do? We cut players. We develop them. They like, clam up. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Even that's exactly uh, what they do. They clam up. Literally in that exact tone that they, they do the thing in. What do Falcons do? Or Falcons, or Falcons clam up. Like, it's as simple as that. Yeah, well, even like, so yeah, hopefully, like I said, those guys show some explosiveness. Um, I don't know what, and shout out to Jeff Clean. It's not slander, but I mean, there was one Justin Hardy signing, but it's like, uh, and I know we've talked about this before. He's cheap. Allegedly, he's a good run blocking receiver, but like, again, you. Like you even said, or like no, he's, he that's not even allegedly. He is the best one on the team. So okay, okay, so he's the best run blocking receiver on the team. But like Aaron said, and like other people have said, we want to get more explosive weapons on the field, right? We don't want to be a quote unquote establish the run team, right? So in in the that's future, what, like, that's what the fans want. That's not that nowhere near what the fucking the Falcons want. Falcons have very much stated constantly that they want to be a fucking run first team in the short passing game. That's uh, very stupid. Yes. So shout out to the very stupid. I will agree. Stepping up and hopefully making the team next year, showing some, showing some, some get up. If Russell Gage could, Russell Gage probably has the most overturned touchdowns (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. Mm. He's had like. Four touchdowns overturned because he just didn't finish the process of the catch, even though two of those should have been touchdowns. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, it didn't well, make much sense. Back to Calvin Ridley, like, I hope that year three is just how Lyman needs some time to kind of get things together. I hope he kind of figures it out because, again, it, we haven't really heard or seen much from him until it was by necessity via the injury of Austin Hooper and Julio Jones. And again, we all know that Dirk Cotter is like the ultimate handcuff for this offense, but I hope and pray for the sake of our offense that whoever we have running the offense next year finds a way to, you know, get more out of him as the number two receiver and future number one receiver of the Falcons as Julio's career at some point is going to come to an end. So he's going to have to be the guy. So I hope that they find ways to, you know, maximize his talents and skills. Because, again, it was it was at a point where, like, Austin Hooper had more targets than Calvin Ridley, which I get it. Him and Matt have uh, – they have more uh, time together. You know what I'm saying? They have that trust. But, man, I just want to get the ball to my guy that runs a 4-4, four, 4-3 four, four, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to make that happen by hook or by crook, so – uh, well, you don't, you don't think so? I didn't. I was just just chuckling. Don't mind me. Healthy chuckle. Okay, that's what's up. <sighs> but yeah, um, I think that's uh, I think that's all we got. Oh, you know what? No, jo- Josh again. Who else? Somebody else said the same thing. Josh, you said we was talking about uh, these people really want uh, your boy Swift. From Georgia, like I saw a couple of tweets. Like he posted something about like, oh, this wide receiver, um, Miracle, Miracle, the receiver for the uh, Chiefs, McCall Hardman. Yeah, they're saying he has the highest when targeted. The quarterback has the highest uh, pass rate or something like that. And Josh was like, oh, and y'all say we shouldn't draft dog players. I'm like, bro. We don't need offensive. We don't need receivers, dog. We don't need running backs. Like, if y'all were now, let's say this was what two years ago, like what y'all should have been saying or climbing for, which we had no shot at getting us, like somebody like Roquan Smith. Like, I'm all, I was all for that. Like, hey man, bring bring the dog in, bring him in. He was like, he was like the one player that year that I was just like, if he falls to us, you take him because he's that good. Yeah, but like they're just like every like oh bring in Blankenship because young way young way who is missing kicks like we don't like we don't need every bulldog like oh man like y'all are just y'all are just funny man unless that kicker is funny. generational making like sixty yard kicks consistently in college then you do not need to draft a fucking kicker <laughs> hey nah man bring bringing all the dogs bro who let the dogs out man let's like, go. Maybe three Bulldog players that I would want on the Falcons next year. And two of them are going to be like at positions we already have and not necessary. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm curious with these fans to get, you know, I feel like that kind of like with the Falcons, a lot of fans, same with college really only watch their team for the most part. So they can't really like fairly evaluate other players. Like I've seen a little bit of Swift. Like I'm not a I'm not a Bulldogs fan or whatever, but he looks good. But I mean is he is he the best running back available or he's one of the 
two or three best. Okay. I think he's a my most overall good runner. Like if you need a running back, like in this draft, then he'd be the one I'd take, but running backs don't fucking matter that much, so it's not really that serious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean if you were to fall eh. oh, if you were to fall then sure, why not? But if he fell to the fourth round, then yeah, sure. You have way yeah. more pressy needs than taking a running back in the first two rounds. I don't care if we have an extra second round pick. Yeah, apparently now we need offensive linemen, we need pass for so. But again, I, I haven't looked at the free agent list really. Um, but maybe we can address some issues there, even though, again, the the, the dude buying the groceries kind of bought some spoiled milk with uh, the linemen we signed. But let's hope hope that whatever happens in the future that we can make a solid free agent signings to kind of get this team right back on track. But anywho, I think we've, we've hit all our points on here. Um, you got any closing words? No. Every, the, the Falcons stink. I'm ready for the season to end. And everybody should stop being fucking idiots eventually. So I, I saw you sweet. You said uh, just to real to close it out. You might like said we had closing words, but you said we still might be in the chase for chase. Uh, if they lose every game, you still need a, a a shit ton of help, like a lot of help. You need like the the Dolphins to win like another like two more games. You need the Bengals to win a game. You need a bunch of things that are probably not going to happen to happen, or you need to get extremely lucky and end up like based off of like strength of schedule and tiebreaker that you get like a top four pick. And then at that point you still have to be lucky. <laughs> yeah, because like uh, I think the uh, Washington's won two games, right? Yes. The Bengals have won zero games? Zero. And the Dolphins so, have won, I believe, one or two. So there. Yeah. Yeah. Because so obviously the Bengals need a quarterback. Some would argue, even though they got Josh Rosen, the Dolphins need a quarterback. The Dolphins are going to take a quarterback regardless, just because that's what they're doing. I don't know why, but they, that's what they're doing. Washington so, is the is the wild card. That's where. Yeah, that's the because they just drafted a quarterback. So. But they also need a left tackle because they're not going to keep Trent Williams. Yeah. And I would uh, say a left tackle is more important to that team than a like a pass rusher because they have two good a good pass rusher and a half. But they have like no offensive linemen that be like good enough to slide to left tackle if Trent Williams leaves. And they have mm-hmm. a, a young quarterback, so they kind of need to protect him. He's not the most mobile quarterback, so they kind of need him to be in the pocket. So, and even then, if they if the new head coach doesn't want Dwayne Haskins, then they could probably be in the market for another quarterback. Whew. They're the wild card. Well, yes, also us. I, I feel that, and I said this before, I think that. Somehow, only because of who they are, you know, the Falcons, Falcon, but you know, the Jags, Jags. So I think we probably, for some reason, will beat Jacksonville. Again, I hope, but I, it's Jacksonville, dog. Like, it is what it is. Nah, Nick Foles gonna become the Super Bowl winning Nick Foles again. That's what I have hope for. As as Jags fans call him, Big Dick Nick. You know, that's that's. Yeah, I don't. He stinks. He he's literally he's literally worse than their backup. 
Yo, yeah. So again, I, I feel like we'll probably beat them uh, and then put us out the chase for chase. But apparently now people have decided to look past uh, Chase Young and finally look at other players. Um, it's a miracle. AJ, it's like, it's like oh, other players are in the draft. Oh, there's other pass rushers. Oh, we should look at this guy. The AJ, the dude from uh, Iowa State, AJ Espino. Espinosa. Espinosa. He's very good, too. People don't understand that. And that's the thing. People were just like so fixated on Chase Young, like nobody else existed. It's like, bro, we're not getting Chase Young, dog. Like, we're going to win some games, unfortunately. Fortunately, Chase Young is in the 99th percentile of like prospects ever. That's probably why they're doing that. But again, we're the Falcons. We don't have good things that. come to us. Yeah, yeah. It's like you have to be realistic. Like, it, I get that. But, like, in reality, as you're looking at a team that's not won any games, that, you know, they could be like, like you're in the 99th percentile, even though you do need a quarterback. If you go from the the mindset of best player, then fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, take this, figure out and later. You know what I'm saying? But, well, we'll see what happens. But, you know, it is what it is. But, Yep, uh, this is the Urban Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast box Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at SB4706, um, Archie Leash on Twitter, and at Jalen Muhammad. Twitter, definitely follow the DVNR page. Uh, trying to get to 1,000 followers, so definitely follow, retweet, support clean, you know, rise up or whatever, you know. It is what it is. And uh, we out. Peace.